December 1941 Amelie Osborne finished wrapping a bandage around the toy rabbit's head and put it beside the breakfast tray in the glass of milk. As a final thought, she put a tiny portion of the marmalade sandwich into an egg cup and put it between the rabbit's feet. There, she would encourage Vera to feed the rabbit and at the same time get the little girl to eat herself. Amelie heard a movement behind her and spun around to see the ward sister staring at her. What on earth are you doing? Amelie flushed. I... I'm sorry. It's for Vera Douglas. Nurse said she hasn't had a mite to eat in days. I thought it might encourage her to have something. The rabbit is supposed to be like her. The bandage, I mean. I did the same sort of thing for my little sister once when she was upset. Amelie chewed the side of her mouth anxiously. She was babbling, talking rubbish. Sister frowned. Amelie ran her tongue over her lips and swallowed hard. What an idiot she'd been. It had worked for Linnae when they'd been evacuated to Worthing, and she was desperate to go home. But reenacting it here on the hospital ward was a stupid, stupid idea. Besides, she wasn't supposed to use her initiative... You're not paid to think, old sister Patterson had told her when she'd been caught reading a story to Johnny Drake behind the closed screens. You're a ward assistant. It's your job to make toast or tea for the patients, clean the floors, wash the lockers and keep everything tidy, she'd said, adding with emphasis, that's all. Well, sister Patterson had retired now and sister Doughty had taken her place. Everyone said things would change, and, to some extent, they had. The first thing Sister Doughty did was to change the rules about visiting. Sister Patterson had the view that having mothers on the ward was disruptive. As soon as the mother has to go home, she declared, the child cries, and that's bad for their recovery. For that reason, Sister Patterson only allowed visiting from two till four on Sunday, it seemed heartless, and of course it was. For both mother and child, the thought of parting hung over their time together and spoiled the occasion. Amelie would often see a distraught mother sitting on the bench outside, trying to compose herself before she caught the bus home because she'd left her child sobbing and it would be a whole week before they met again. Now the mums were allowed to see their children every day, even if it was the same day as their operation. But poor little Vera had no visitors. Her mother was in hospital with complications while she was having a little baby brother or sister, so she wouldn't be coming at all. Vera had an older sister, but allowing an unaccompanied child under 16 on the ward was against hospital rules. Lonely and miserable, the little girl had lost her appetite. Putting the rabbit back on the table, Amelie picked up the tray. No, no, said Sister Doughty. Leave it there. It might work. Amelie allowed herself a small smile, but then Sister added brusquely, But next time, ask me first. Yes, Sister. And after you've cleared up the kitchen, I want you to go to maternity, said Sister Doughty. They're short-handed and need a ward maid. Amelie hesitated. Sorry, sister, but I have the afternoon off. I'm to be a bridesmaid at a wedding. I have permission. 
Sister Doughty pursed her lips. You can help them out until 1.30, she said, sweeping from the room. Amelie was about to protest that the wedding was at two, but what was the use? You spelled Ward Sister G-O-D. Twenty minutes later, Amelie was on her way back to the kitchen with the empty plate and glass, leaving Vera cuddling the poor bunny with the sore head. The idea had been a complete success. Vera had eaten all of her breakfast and bunnies too. It was the first thing she had eaten for two days, and she downed the milk in one go. As she put the dirty dishes in the sink, Amelie sighed. In lots of ways, Vera reminded her of her younger sister. The same big brown eyes, the same pouty mouth, and under the huge bandage on Vera's head, Amelie could see the same kind of light blonde hair. It didn't take much to remind her of Linnae and bring back the familiar ache and longing. She could feel her bottom lip beginning to quiver, and there was already a lump in her throat. Mireille, their older sister, didn't seem to miss Linnae very much, but then she hadn't seen her since before the war. Amelie missed her sister more each day. Oh, Linnae, she whispered into the void before she dashed off to maternity. I wish I knew where you were.